What's up, y'all? Welcome to Stay Dedicated. I'm Zach, and with me is Justin. First off, I want to say thank you to every single person that has taken the time to listen to our previous episodes. We and, appreciate y'all. <laughs> and we appreciate you listening to more of our episodes later in the long run. If you have not done so already, take the time to go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Um, if you have not followed us SoundCloud. on any SoundCloud and follow other... us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, yeah, YouTube. Stay connected to us on all social mediums. So you always know what's going on. You can always stay up to date with Stay Dedicated. All day. All right, Zach, what are we getting into today? So today, man, we're going to be talking about explaining your role. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, we're going to get a little bit more in depth into it later on. But first, what are we doing? What are we, what are we doing today? <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> what are we going to do? What are, uh, what, what, okay, my bad. What are your plans for Christmas, like okay. what are you gonna Happy be doing? Happy holidays! I know it's coming up pretty soon. Yes, and you know you still gotta. Uh, uh, you said happy holidays. I said yeah. <laughs> happy said, holidays. It's a generic greeting salutation, so I don't offend anybody. Uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Could I could be celebrating Hanukkah right now. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody out wow. there. <laughs> happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, all the all the all that. Happy and, future birthday, baby Black Jesus. <laughs> Uh, what so, you got going for for Christmas? It's for coming Christmas, up. I'm just gonna be chilling with the family at the house. Um, have you done your shopping already? I have. I've done some online shopping. I haven't physically went out to go do any shopping, but all my shopping has been done through Amazon. So wow, uh, you plugging them again? I'm sorry, but they have some good stuff. <laughs> they're not cutting you any type of checks. They're not whatsoever. They're not. But I mean, they got some good offers, and I'm just. I don't know. I, I just um, there are some things you can't pick up at certain stores where you just have to order online. So that's why, and they're, and sometimes they're cheaper online. So that's yeah, definitely why. online is new wave. Nobody really trying to go into stores. Um, I haven't done really any of the shopping, so I'm probably gonna do everything online anyway. Okay, just to knock it out. Lexi's in this phase where nothing's really uh, over the top that she really wants. She has all the essentials, not really big on electronics or anything. So. We're going to figure this out. I might just yeah. be end up shopping for myself and just Lexi just likes to do whatever I do. Yeah. So, what you uh, think about getting for yourself? I mean, for one, I'm about to get on the Super Smash Ultimate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, what, that's what's up. That's going to be interesting. It reminds me of uh, Nostalgia. I had uh -huh. Super Smash on, on the 64. Uh-huh. So. Like, yeah, I remember whenever I used to go to my homeboy's house and we used to play uh, Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of trash talking. You friendships know. were made and friendships Oof. were ended <laughs> yeah, over right, 64. Right there. My my go-to character was Kirby. What Kirby was is always classic. I stick with Kirby, too. Okay. Can't go wrong with that. And, like, my secondary would probably be, like, uh, I mean, it'll probably be, like, uh, Simus or Link. Oh, Samus, yeah. Samus, yeah. I've done uh, Mario, keeping it classic. Mario? Yeah. Mm. Can't go wrong with that, either. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely Kirby is, Kirby is the easiest like, one. Yeah, it's the easiest and one. And then when they moved it over to GameCube and it was still all the new characters and everything, I still stuck with Kirby. But now with this Ultimate, like, yeah, these number of characters are just getting out of control. We got it's like what just, over seventy characters. It's, it's up over a hundred like landscapes to and fight just in. Learning, yeah, learning yeah. all the different combos and everything, and they've become very, uh, very precise with this one. So everything comes down to your timing. So. Your technical skills, you really got to be a gamer yeah, to really to get through this. So come to Justin's house sometime after Christmas 
Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's online. Oh, it's online. Okay. I mean, I mean, but I mean, bring out the the controllers. Yeah. Bring it all out. You know, we'll have a great time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We might we might be friends or we might be enemies at the end of the day, but at the same time. Uh, So yeah. Uh, Speaking of trash talking, this whole Wilder interview that just took place oh yeah the fight the, uh-huh. the wilder versus fury yeah who are you going for uh i like wild wilder okay um i've seen a couple of his uh clips in his fights mm-hmm. um but watching the fight I, I watched some of it online and it showed me how much i don't really know about boxing <laughs> because i thought wilder was like a super impressive so, let boxer me ask, let me ask you this let me ask you this <laughs> yeah. whenever uh manny pacquiao and floyd mayweather was fighting I mean, I'm pretty sure you know about that. Yeah, I mean, I watch okay. it. I keep up to date with it. But as far as, like, the technicality of it, like, understanding, okay, okay the different skill sets and how to leverage your different skill sets versus getting in the ring and fighting. Yeah. Like, nah, I don't really care that much about the sport. Okay. Sorry. I was going to ask. No, it's all good. It's Because I was about to, I was going to ask you, do you like Mayweather or do you like Pacquiao? But then again, you don't know. No, oh, I mean, I can pick a side. I'll pick oh, Mayweather. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Hold on, let me. Let me uh. I mean, if you want to involve your Ooh. heritage into this, I thought we were friends, bro. I thought we friends. were friends. <laughs> this is what we're talking about right I here. I mean, there has to be a winner, there has to be a loser. I'm a Pacquiao fan, yeah. so I'm not going to let that go. I mean, so it might be a losing team. No, nah, I mean, compared to somebody who's actually honest about boxing and doesn't, you know, just stray away and try to dodge all these different hits well i mean essentially I mean, that's what a that, win is a win a win is a win but i mean uh, if at least you can like he can read what's going on <laughs> i don't need to I'm read just, if i'm making <laughs> 90 million dollars <laughs> i'm sorry nah we're nah, good on that see but i mean the thing <laughs> you can about read to me <laughs> the thing about mayweather he just changed the whole game on boxing and i'm not going to get too deep into it because then we'll get into a furious a fierce argument that won't really get anywhere. But I just think, you know, I will say this, though, that Mayweather did change the game of boxing altogether. And I think it's just a rule of, like, just dodging the hits. And, and you know, Pacquiao is more of, like, a brawler. So it's just, uh, you know. He wants to get he, No, no, no. He wants to fight. Like, Perfect he actually sport. wants to get in there and fight. Uh, but I am going, I'm a diehard Pacquiao fan. You know, I'm Filipino, obviously. So it's just... Uh, I'm automatically drawn to it. I'm sorry for you, bro. No, no, don't be because mine is mine is better. So <laughs> I didn't even sound too confident about that. No, like Pacquiao is my fighter from now until the end of days. You know, so uh, speak, so going back to this Wilder and Fury fight or this Fury interview, uh, the question that the black interview asked uh, was your people have been fighting for 500 years, or 400 years, sorry. Yeah, I saw, I saw the snippet. Yeah, so... <laughs> Wilder started wilding out on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who wouldn't, though? I mean, yeah, the question just, was very, very just out-of-pocket type thing. Yeah. I mean, but reporters got to report, like, this journalism. He got it, he, he got the... It wasn't the, necessary to really... Act. I mean, but... He got the reaction he needed. Yeah. Like, he has a story. He does. So, I can't be mad at him for doing his job. And I feel like Wilder did what he was supposed to do, too. Yeah. Um, he was amped up and gave us a quick little entertainment clip. I don't really take too much to it. I understand it, but I mean, for people who don't understand it, yeah, black people have been fighting for freedom and still fight to freedom to this day. True. Yeah. <laughs> 400 years. Like, and plus. It's, it's still going. It's still going. 
So, yeah, I do like the fact that it was a, a quick little clip, a moment in history that mm-hmm. he's he's not shying away from. To this day. Yeah, and something, I mean, he held the reportable, a reporter accountable for. Like, as African-American himself, like, all right, you shouldn't be asking me these dumb questions. Like, yeah. you should know exactly what I mean. I shouldn't have to explain this to you, exactly. but I will. And now I'm going to embarrass you for it. Yeah. So I liked it. I, I mean, I liked it too. Don't get it wrong. Uh, it's just, I'm, I'm kind of upset about the fact that maybe not upset, but you know, it became a meme. Like, well, I mean, that's, that's today's society. All that you is today's society. If but it's less than a minute, you yeah. just made history. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. But if I can that, post it online I can put my little comments on it, that's, that's what, how, that's how news spreads. Honestly, if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have known about it. Yeah. So it's like another form of advertisement, just it, trying to bring. It is the you know, advertisement, propaganda. or it's like the propaganda for, like you know, this you know, Black Lives Matter movement and whatnot. And I, what would you I just say, say, like just was, addressing propagandizing, like, or it's just like addressing like slavery, like you know, like slavery and fighting and all these different types of things. That's I going think he on. was just having a moment of clarity. He was really just explaining himself, like it's part of what what he does, and just keeping pretty much doing a temperature check on like the yeah. climate right now, like. Yeah, we're still going through a lot of things. Yeah. As minorities. Yeah. So let's not forget about it. We're fighting for stuff to this day. <laughs> so just keep that up in your uh, in your mind. Water, let me just let y'all let you know that Stay Dedicated is with you 100% on your answer. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's not just him. Um, not sure if you got a chance to check it out, but uh, Meek Mill dropped his album over the weekend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, number one song right now, What's Free. They oh, did yeah. a flip of uh, What's Beef by Biggie. Uh, him, Meek Mills, uh, Jay-Z, Rick Ross, they all killed their verses. Jay had the highlight, of course. Nobody of course. goes after Jay. We all know that Jay just just killed the track. I was telling, like, okay, so you introduced me to the song when I first heard it. I only heard it one time, but when I first heard it, uh, I was like, okay, Meek is setting it up. All right. Oh, Ross. All right. Look at you, Ross. You know, like making it, you know, just opening up Ross the whole is, thing. Ross classic, consistent. Just, yeah. Just real nice and easy, you know. So, and then, you know, Meek is Meek. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into that. But Jay. Well, Meek has some good bars in there. I yeah. mean, especially <clears throat> speaking on his situation. I mean, of fighting, uh, fighting the system to get free. And he mentioned that, like the fact yeah. that he being on probation for, for so long in his situation, he talks about it all throughout his album, and he's been on a press run talking about it as well. And then the fact that he wouldn't be free from his situation if he didn't get help from from a couple billionaires, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like that's that's the state of America right now. It's crazy. Like you you need billionaires to bail you out, and not everybody has that reality. So there's tons of people stuck in the system unfairly, and I like the fact that he is taking the charge. It's like okay, I need to speak on this. Yeah, so he had he had a couple bars within his verse, but Jay, Jay just wrecked, just just tore that whole thing. That, yeah, it should have been Jay Z featuring me, like Big Bill <laughs> and Rick Ross. That's that's how it sounded like to me. I mean, but hey, I gotta give kudos to to those artists because they just they did their thing. So yeah, uh, we, we've been getting. I feel like it's not a lot, but Jay Z has not missed in these these last last years no he has not he is he is still he's he's gonna be on yeah he's still gonna be on my top five of all time oh i mean jay-z is the greatest of all time i don't know who else you're gonna debate with on that (laughs) hove hove yeah but uh but anyways man yeah so let's uh go ahead and get into this topic
All right, man. Well, let's start the show. Let's start the show. What are we getting into? We're going to be talking about explaining your role. Now, just to understand where we both come from. Um, so I had a child at the age of 26. Yeah, 26. <laughs> Why are you still guessing on this? I don't know because I'm like doing the math in my head. I'm like, she's what too- math is there to do? I don't know because <laughs> she's born in 2016, 2018, doing the math. I'm like, okay, cool. 26. Yeah, 26. Anyways, all I keep saying is like, <laughs> I know I graduated outside of college and must be nice i have the the date the time everything etched into my memory same here player same here there's there's nothing to forget there's nothing to guess yeah may 14 2008 546 you'd have to put that (laughs) you didn't have to explain wait may 14 2008 yes may 14 right when i graduated or right in the right in the midst of graduation yeah yeah Interesting. I walked June 2nd. So, yeah. You don't have to put your daughter's birthday out there, but okay. I so. mean, it is what it is. It's etched. It's, she knows it. I know it. I know, <laughs> but the audience don't have to really know. Anyway, so that's the size I'm going to give point. her gifts. <laughs> Coming up next year, she'll be 11. <laughs> anyway. Do the math. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, we both had a child at a wedlock. And, I mean, not trying to make it sound like it's a bad thing. We just, you know. We just had a child and we consider it as a blessing, not a mistake. So let's just get that straight. But we had our child. We had a whole lot of things that we need to understand. And so um, one thing's for sure is that we need to understand like um, uh, for me, like I had a whole bunch of cultural differences. And um, and one thing's for sure is that like within my culture, uh I was raised in a Christian household, so therefore everybody was like, uh, you need to follow the rules and regulations that's set by the Bible. You need to get married first, have a child, and so on and so forth, and therefore that is the correct way to go about living life. Yeah, family you standards know? pretty yeah. much. And quite frankly, like there are some men out there who doesn't follow that protocol, and then we're faced with this, um, with some type of... Uh, like we're ignored and we're kind of like shoved to the side and we really don't, you know, people don't really care about like, oh, okay, well, he's a single father. I mean, this is my, my approach on it. Not saying that this happens for everybody, but this was just the approach that I've always seen with single fathers where we're kind of like just tossed aside and looked upon in a different way because we didn't follow the traditional rules. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a weird area. Yeah. Essentially, for most people who grow up in dual parent households, like myself and Zach, um, to have a child early, like I had mine at 17, or to have a child out of wedlock, you're breaking the family code. Your parents essentially set example. They taught you one way, uh, especially if you have siblings and um, you're older, you're set to be the example. And then you go out and you make this decision and you now you become the anomaly. Now you're outlier. Yeah. Like, and now you're a statistic too as well. Yeah, which and is also- now you're a statistic. So... Yeah, your your family has to learn how to react to it. You have to learn how to react to it. And I think that ties into what we're going to get into today is as far as, okay, when you react to it, 
We've already talked about new father anxiety, but along with that comes understanding what your role is going to be. Exactly. What your role in life was before and what your role in life is going to be now that yeah. you are an impending father or you already are a father. There's something that has to change. Yep. And I'll also add on top of that, like, since you already have a child, you can't live the same life like you did before you had a kid. So that means like going out, like partying all the can't time. Can't or shouldn't. Shouldn't. Actually, it's more like you should be more responsible in this manner. Like you shouldn't be doing things that's obsessive to where it would hinder you as in your fatherhood. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, so to kind of bring that in is just like, if you, okay, just for instance, like let's say, You've been doing hardcore drugs like smoking weed and doing Jeez, all sorts of kinds of stuff. Take it and, to the extreme. I mean, okay, maybe that's a little too extreme. Is but this I'm, a testimony? Well, let's just say like, no, no. <laughs> this is not, you was leaning out. Let's just say that <laughs> if you were out there hanging out until like two o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock, five o'clock, whatever, right? You can't be doing that every single Friday. See, you keep on throwing can't out there. Okay, so actually, should can't or should. Let me change my phrase. Because we grown. I mean, if you yeah, yeah, if yeah. you if but, you having a child, you, you're growing at this point. Yeah. So I'm saying that like change up your routine. Like now, I'm not saying like you can't go out on a Friday night and have a drink with your boys and whatnot. And we'll talk about like you know guys' night out one day. But um, I'm not saying you cannot do that. I'm just saying that like you can't be uh, irresponsible and negligent towards your kid because I want to go out and go hang out with my friends. Like leave it on to the mother to plan out everything for you. Like that's that's just me. That's just what what I feel. So it's just like you know, like if you're gonna go hang out with your boys, make a plan. Like all right, guys, you gotta let me know like 24 hours in advance to see if I can make this date. If not, then I can't make it. If I can, cool. Let's go ahead have a good time. So on and so forth. Blase blase. You know, so um, so I'm just saying that, like, you kind of have to switch up your routine to where I mean, you know, it has to fit the suit of your fatherhood and also what makes you happy the most. So. Um, so don't fall into that whole idea of social stigma or that issue that everybody's like, oh, man, he's just out there just partying all the time and. All I see on social media is like him just like drinking it up and like all the with these women and everything like that. Oh, and speaking of women, like you're a single father. And um <laughs> This is true. This is true because we have stayed dedicated all day, every day. So um not saying that you gotta like leave your love life behind and say, all right, all 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 is all is lost or anything like that. We are we are done with women altogether. So we're just going to focus mainly on just my child. I don't child. think that's ever happened. That's never going to happen for any guy. Like, hell, that doesn't even happen for any human being on earth. So it's I just. Mean, some people, I don't think having a child, they're like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. No, it's never that I'm way. I'm done with women at this point. Yeah. So you get, so to kind of wrap this whole thing up, it's just like, you got to understand your role. So whenever you meet new girls, for instance, like you got to, you got to say to them like, hey, look, I have a child up front, you know? And so, mm, okay, okay, debatable. okay, maybe like the what third date would you say, or maybe the second? I don't know. I say between the first and the second. First date is really for me to get to know the individual. If I don't, if I don't care after the first date, I don't need to introduce my child into the madness. You, you don't even need to know. You just need to know about me. 
Mm-hmm. Granted, my child is as a part of. But how's that explaining your role though? Like, how would you put that into play? Well, then? I mean, that's a you said off top, and I was just like, that's no, that's a no for me. I'm not giving it up on the first day. Oh, no, like no, no. That. Okay, no, 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 my bad. Let me phrase that. Yeah, I wouldn't give it up on the first day. I'll probably give it in like maybe like the second date, like yeah. initially. But that's it. Like after the second date, we gotta, you know, either you in or you out. That's the way it's gonna go for me. So. Second day, I'm I'm introducing the fact that okay, I, I am a parent. I'm a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, I have some interest. Now we're going on the second date, and so explaining my role that hey, for me, I'm a single parent. Me and my daughter's mother don't get along. We're not cordial at all. I have a custody agreement. I have my daughter on this, this, and this date. And when I'm with her, especially while we're dating, it's pretty exclusive. It's me and me and my daughter, me and Lex. So. That's how I've always gone about dating, at least for the initial part of dating, until we get into a relationship. When I have my daughter on the weekends or I have her throughout the week, don't don't try to look for me. Like that's that's our time. So that's especially my role to me when it comes to the early parts of dating. Letting you know I am a father. I take this seriously. Um, I'm not trying to involve my daughter into my dating life unless I know it's serious. So when I have my daughter, I'm I'm gone. I'm MIA. We're we're perfectly fine. We can kick it any other time, but I lay out the the schedule, and you you got to fall in or fall out. Boom. But I mean, I think it's pretty. Everyone has different aspects and different takes on it when it comes to uh, knowing your role and dating. Some people do like to be upfront with it and like to intermingle your child. Like for me, having an older child, it would probably be a lot easier. Essentially, I can I can go out on a date and I can tell my daughter, like, hey, I'm going out a date or like introduce this person real quick. Um, so when would you introduce the like your date or the one that you're exclusive with? When would you introduce your daughter to them? For me, is I mean, after I made the decision to be exclusive, like okay. we're in a true relationship. Um, I mean, I'm really speaking for other other points of view. I'm not one to introduce early on, but some people can. You can be that straightforward and be like, hey, I'm a father through and through. So my my daughter, my son, that they're a huge part of my life. So if you're gonna be interested in, in talking to me off top, you need to meet them. I need to feel I need to know that they feel comfortable with you. I need to know how you act, see how you act around kids. If not, we're not even gonna make it past the first date. Which I can understand. I'm more reserved so that's not necessarily my my mo, um, but either way, as long as you're establishing, I think the main part of of knowing your role is establishing. Okay, I'm a father up front, right? Like, so it, it all really just begins with you. You know, it all begins with what are you going to be? Are you going to be the father who is? Are you going to be the father? Or are you going to be the daddy? That's like I know that sounds very out there, but. Do you want the entitlement or do you want to actually be, do you want you to might be? You to go a little deeper into that one. Oh, okay. So, I mean. What would you declare the difference? So, the difference is like, do you want to be the father, which is the one who's who's dedicated all the time to their kid and so on and so forth. And they, they receive the entitlement of, of their child of saying to them, hey, daddy, how's it going, daddy? Oh, later, daddy. You know, that kind of thing. You know, or do you just want to be the daddy, which is just like. I'm here on the weekends, you know, I'm the weekend dad and that's all I really do. And I'm just here when you need me and uh, you got my phone number if you need me. But other than that, like leave a message, 
email me <laughs> that kind of thing so okay. it's so it's just like uh some fathers you know some fathers like it that way like sometimes they just want their space and they're just like hey i'll just have my daughter and that's when we talk about child support too so you can kind of like establish like uh when should you have your child when should you not have your child that kind of thing but overall it's just what where do you fall on that spectrum like do you want to be the father or do you want to be the daddy I don't know. I've never really seen any type of separation yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, because, because here's the thing is that like, like I said, some fathers are like, for instance, like, uh, Amelia's mother, her father is kind of like, I'm just a weekend dad and I'm here when you need me. And so man has never paid his child support. <laughs> I mean, does the child support tied directly into it as far as your role? it can be i mean but it i think like if you were to pay your child support then that kind of shows that you are putting action to your actual entitlement like you're showing that you want to be part of the child's life i mean but then again it might just be like a state mandated thing which we'll talk about on a different show but um i think in my opinion like if you're putting in the effort then you are considered to be you are you are what you are entitled to be. Can you put in effort without child support? Yeah. Okay. Cause I am. <laughs> I just want yeah, I want to make sure we're not necessarily yeah. pigeonholing. Okay. No, no, no. If you don't pay child support and nah. you're not active in your child's life, yeah. then like if you communicate the fact that like, look, I am a dad, um, her father or his father, or whatever, I'm going to be there and blah 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 and so on and so forth. If you need me here, I'll be at the birthdays and all that kinds of stuff. Then it all makes sense. You know, it's just like, okay, he established the fact that he is going to be the father of my child. Now there, you know, there's going to be some times where you're going to have to have a negotiation with the mother of your child. And that's typically it. But overall, it's just like the moment you establish the fact that you're a father, then everything else will kind of fall into place in some form or fashion. Now, not saying it's going to be perfect. But at least you know where your what your role is. Yeah. So for me, when it comes time to explain your role, to me that started from from inception. Like we really gotta bring it back to it. And then once you find out that you're going to be a father, that's when you have to make the defining moments or the defining moments to plan what do I want out of this? Like what road am I going to take? Am I going to be active in this child's life? Am I going to bail out? Am I going to try to take care of the mother and the child? Like you have to put some hard thought into understanding what you want your role to be. Because in today's society, you do have the option. You can flow either way. One of those three options. It's, it's easy to pick one of the three. Right. Um, but you really, I feel like you have to be intentional about it. And that's where you get the best results. Can you explain to us what those three options are? I mean, like I said, you could easily, people do it all the time. They find out their father, they go ghosts. It's a wrap. I don't want to do it. It's not for me. I don't believe it. Disappear. You're setting up, you know, a fatherless child. But if you don't feel obligated to it at the end of the day, you're a man. You're going to make that choice. Then there's option. OK, I'm I'm staying in this. I'm going to make it work. I want to take care of my child. So that's when you stick through it and you determine, OK, no matter what, if my child needs me, I'm going to you know, make the sacrifices. I'm going to stay dedicated to it. I'm putting in you know, 110% to make sure 
I'm I'm the father and my child always knows that I'm there in life, regardless of the mother. And the third option is, OK, I'm I want to be here for my child and all that, but I also want to make it work with the mother. I want to create a happy household. I want to have a unified experience. It's probably the hardest of the three, because due to circumstances at hand, if this is an unplanned pregnancy, you might not have planned to spend your life with this woman. But it's going to take an extreme amount of sacrifice and an extreme amount of prayer in order to, to make it work. But some people do take that. They'll take it on. It's more the traditional, the old school, old fashioned, essentially, hey, we had a child together. We're going to make this life together. We've already made a life, so we're going to spend the rest of our life together. And we're going to make it work for the best of the child. So those are the three avenues I see. But you kind of got to determine that role. And sometimes it always doesn't work out that straightforward. You can start off with going with option number three and fall back on option number two. Or you can go from option number one and not being involved and you pop back up and then you want to move towards the other options. But you got to know your role. You have to know what you want out of this. For me, I start off with option number three. Essentially, I wanted to make it work with the child for my child. So active with the mother, active with the mother. But reality hits. That doesn't work out. So you went to option. So what doesn't change within my role is the fact that I'm always a here for my child. No matter what. I'm a father. I accept that role willingly and responsibly so i'm always gonna put forward my best effort to make sure my daughter is taken care of and because i'm so steadfast and rock steady inside that role uh, in certain situations i don't waver like i've gone through 10 years of, of turmoil based off my decisions but no matter what it's not a moment where you can't say i wasn't there for my child and i'm going to continue to do that but if i wasn't if i didn't have that conversation or if i didn't lay down those ideals okay this is what i want to be and this is what I'm I'm going to stick to, then I could have easily fell off. And the only person who suffers in all this is always going to be the child. Mm. So if you don't take the time to establish or have those conversations with with the mother, have the conversation with your family, have the conversations with with um, with friends or people of influence, understand, okay, this is what I want my role to be is have for everyone else to understand it and you yourself understand it, then you're going to continuously be be unsure of what you are. And then now you have to look at your child who's unsure of what, what your purpose is because you didn't take the time to define it yourself. Right. So the way I, I like what you said right there, uh, either you can be a ghost, a ghost father, active without the mother, or active with the mother. For me, I would say... <clears throat> Uh, I first started off with saying, like, I want to be active without the mother. And then, of course, I kind of went the opposite direction that you did. Now I'm like, I want to be active with the mother where, you know, I kind of would. I I do want to make this work. I do want to move on. I do want to, you know, I want what's best for our child. So um, and so I'm just clearly just trying to make it all work together. So now I'm at option three. So I I think like what you said is is very clear for me, like um, when it comes to like explaining your role to the mother of your child like you kind of have to like I said establish the fact that hey for me like since I want to be active with the mother I'm like all right here is what I want to do with you like I want to like make things work like financially mentally emotionally physically whatever like I want to make all that work out and then eventually like you know it's like all right maybe we want to go ahead and move on to marriage you know so um, take things to the next step and that's that you know, so um, and then talk about like beyond marriage, like what's going to happen um, 
uh like i'm like obviously gonna say like i want to be the father i want to be like the head of the household which is an automatic thing already and you just tell her like you know like for me i just want to say like i want to go ahead and move to another city and accomplish the things i've always wanted to pursue she if she's on board with it cool like you know like go for it like apply yourself to supply your wealth and everything will be all straight you know so if she's on board with it and you both are in agreement then cool you know but don't be like i'm just going to just cut myself i mean cut her off and be like no no no, we're just going to focus on my passions and not hers you know so it's good to also listen to what her role is as well you know Mm. And I mean, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, as far as like, what are her exactly passions? Throwing on the cape for I'm all so, for all women. I'm just saying, you gotta you know save your I'm sorry save your situation. But no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm just being real. Like, I care about women, and I, you know, I, I, you just have to understand where they're coming from as well. So that's another nope. whole. That's a whole. Nope that's a stay whole... dedicated this, this is father's side this is daddy's side my bad let me step back off my podium yeah, real you quick go go to the other side if you want to talk about all that <laughs> i'm going to join the da- dedicated side but... anyway so regardless though like you still gotta explain like look i am the man of the house this is what we're going to do and you know and this is how we're going to do it together obviously there's some negotiations that's taking place but i'm not going to go into that and um you know like I said, for what about you, Justin? Like, what would you do as far as explaining it to the mother of your child? Uh, I mean, mine is pretty straightforward throughout with with everybody, my relationship with everybody. Um, I I let it be known based off the the principles that was instilled with me throughout my family and my peers, understanding that I took full responsibility. Um, I took the the time in between when I found out. Alexia was was coming into the time she came out to really gather myself and determine, okay, this is who I'm going to be. I'm always going to be here. So I had to make that hardcore decision. So even with me and her mother not working out, I still let it be known. I'm not going anywhere. We have a child together. I'm I'm going to be at every birthday. I'm going to be at every first day of school. I'm going to be at every type of celebration or whenever she needs me, she calls me, I'm coming. Like my relationship with my daughter doesn't, isn't going to be dictated by a relationship with her mother. And I want my daughter to know that. So that's pretty much the the uncomfortable conversation you have to attempt to have. Cause no woman really wants to hear that sometimes in my situation. Yeah. Her mother didn't want to hear all that. She expected since we broke it off, that we would go our separate ways and then I could, I would fade out. Um, but that's not me. I knew my role. I'm a father. No, I'm a man, a man of my word. I'm a man of God. I'm not, I'm not going out like that. So it's more than just a conversation. It follows up with your actions. So my actions have always been to stay there and to be in my daughter's life. So that conversation wasn't really necessary at this point. I'm always going to be there. Amen. Yeah, for me, like, um, hey, I'm always going to be there for my kid regardless. Like, you know, I love that child to death, so there is no turning back on this one. Uh, but I think, like, for me, like, especially for friends, like, I always had a difficulty 
explaining things to my friends. Like, you know, as all guys do, like whenever we're trying to hype ourselves up or make ourselves look bigger and light than what we usually are, you know, usually I like to take the take the road of like, all right, well, I'm I'm as good as I say I am. And, you know, like me being a father, like I, I, I just did not like the idea of just being judged. And so explaining it to my friends was uh, relatively difficult, but, you know, explaining it to my, to my, um, family was even harder. So talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Christmas, 2015, that was a difficult, difficult year for me. And, um, won't get too deep into it, but, um, not get deep. <sighs> Let the people know this is exclusively for you. And so it begins on a Christmas morning of 2015. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> Basically, my dad put the mother, Amelia's mother, on blast and just asked a lot of questions that was kind of inappropriate, but I couldn't understand why he was doing it because simply at that time, I, was, I did not define my role at the time. And I was still under the tutelage of this whole idea that, like, I'm still kind of a kid. Okay, like, so still... yeah, let's talk about, you know, <laughs> before you establish a role. What happens in situations where your role isn't established and someone establishes it for you? Yeah, so the moment that you, that somebody else establishes it for you, it's just like you're just a kid. You're just a, a mindless kid who just happens to do a stupid thing and you cannot figure out what you want to what role you want to play in this in this part like you know and if you don't figure that out then somebody else will define it for you and in this case it was my dad and so he took the initiative of like well I think this is what I think you need to do this is how you need to take action on this kind of thing and uh you know if you want to get married get married and everything but obviously it wasn't a very genuine thing where he wanted me to get married to uh, Millie's mother, but <clears throat> but regardless of the fact, it's a very daunting thing, and it can be relatively embarrassing, and it can be a very cowardly. It can be like it can make you look smaller than what you appear. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It sounds like a sad story. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was just it was just horrible, and the and the sad part about it was it's just like everybody felt everybody who was around that area like so my brother and his wife and kids and my sisters were here and they were listening to the conversation and they were like Zach you should have said something I'm like yeah I could have but you know I and I gave some form of excuse which is not reasonable whatsoever but the whole point of this whole thing is is that like look guys like right when you find out that you are having a child you have to define like and we'll say this over and over again throughout the show that you have to understand what your role is and you must define it immediately or else somebody else yeah. like that that you don't want to be involved like that that you don't want to defy who you are as a person which is not great can override your own thinking and it can it can create more chaos and more problems than it, what you have right now like, and so, um, so as I said before, define yourself first. What do you want to be? Do you want to be the ghost father? Do you want to be the active father with the mother or without the mother? Make a choice and then make the correct plans and motions and actions that will take place after that. You know, for me, like after, 
after that took place, after that transpired, then I decided to like, all right, uh, for me, it was always the financial part of everything. So it was like, how am I going to take care of this kid financially? So I had to open up like an Excel spreadsheet and just break it all down. Like how much is this child going to cost? Daycare, diapers. Yeah. Formula, I'm glad you touched nine. on that. Cause I mean, another yeah. thing that we haven't really got into as far as like with your roles, we're talking more like verbally or like mentally trying to establish a role but in yeah. order to do that you have to take real action right so stuff like that like coming up with a plan that's i mean that's showing you leading into okay this is what i want to do if you don't take any action then someone's going to take action for you yep. and your situation seemed like your pops took action but think about i'm pretty sure situations where the actual the mother of the child takes action like if you didn't if you can't make up your mind then i don't want you to be in this or I'm bringing you along with me. Like you're going to take care of your child. There's certain situations like that. If the mother is the dominant person and you happen to be in a relationship. Okay. You're going to be here. Okay. You know what you were, we have a child together. We're getting married. Like sometimes that situation happens, but that's why it is important. And we're keeping harping on the same idea that, um, becoming a father, young or old, you need to, to lean on your, your morals, your understandings, do some research, and formulate who you want to be for for yourself and for your impending child or, you know, your existing child. And the roles can always be switched. You can always change your role, but let's make sure that you're the one changing your role and not someone else changing the role for you. Yeah. Take control of this, guys. This is your this is your child. This is your offspring. You have to take control of everything, you know, because here's the thing. Survival of the fittest. Uh and whoever is the most dominant one in your life, you know, who's relatively close to you, like a relative or something like that, they will take over. There is no doubt about that until you actually make the decision that, hey, um, I'm going to go ahead and be a father. Then it's all good. Now, let's take, for instance, like you go up into a store, right? You're with your kid, you know, just enjoying a normal day like any other thing, like any other father does. And they ask you this. Um, who's your, who's this? I'm not going to say this, but like, uh, is this your daughter or is this your son? Uh, and then you answer. Oh, you're talking about the nosy people. The nosy people. People who like just being your business. Uh -huh. You know who I'm talking about. See, I don't, I don't get as much of those as, as I used to. I feel like I just get the, the looks and stares and then yeah. the, the small comments. But I mean, of course, when Lexi was younger and myself being younger, yeah, people would, would be in awe or in, you know just shocked. Okay, oh, this is your daughter. Oh, yeah. Thought it was your little sister. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean that's one I kind of learned to establish um, certain looks, certain ways of dressing, to really establish who who I am, and so there's no no level of confusion. Granted, I'm not the most friendly of people, so I don't like for people to come and question me regardless of the situation. Right. But now by taking these other steps and really uh, doubling down on my on my fatherly instincts, right. now I've kind of reduced the fact that, okay, there's no question, you know, who I am when it comes right. to my daughter. Um, it's, all, it's always weird for, for strangers to kind of impart their opinion in, yeah. in those situations when it comes to especially single young black males and, and their yeah. children because i feel like they they always want to think the worst they want to think that uh you know 
possibly were, you know, we're getting government assistance that we had this baby out of wedlock and we're just out here leeching and just trying to like scrape to survive. But there's plenty of, of young, young males and young fathers who, who are doing the right thing and should be respected as such. Um, so people kind of need to learn how to mind their own business, but right. there are some methods to kind of adjust people's way of thinking. Like I said, I started changing the way I dress. I started changing how I would carry Alexia and the different tones I would use. So it would kind of reduce and alleviate some of the, the anxiety of people kind of just walking around judging and making their assumptions. Yeah. I guess for me, it was like, uh, since my child is a mixed baby, um, and my skin complexion is a little bit darker. That's whenever some form of racism was to come into play. And I mean, it's it's relatively light. What am I saying? There's no such thing as light racism. But it was just the the notion that I was getting from that random person was like, hey, your child is lighter than you. So why are they lighter than you? You know, and so or did you adopt this child? That's yeah. disrespectful. It is very disrespectful. But I mean, it's it's just like, and it, it, it irritates me because here's the thing is that I have uh, identity issues. Like as far as like That could have been your trigger. Yeah, that would have been my trigger, right? That is my trigger in a sense. But it's just like when people- Did pe- you go off? No, no, no. I didn't go her? off. No, come on. <laughs> I wanted to though. But no, I didn't. But then you would have been an angry black man. I would have been the angry black man on five o'clock news. Angry yeah. black man at the store today slapped a white woman. Da, 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 da. Yeah, charges have been like, yeah, I can't, I can't deal with that. Hey, sometimes it has to be done. No, no, it's not going to be done like that. I'm going to do the nonviolent way and you know bring justice through civil okay, rights. I guess you want to be Martin over Malcolm. Yeah. What, you trying to be Malcolm over Martin? I mean, sometimes disrespect is disrespect. You're right. Mind your business. Yeah. Yeah. If you step into my world, you liable to get hurt. Side note, let me tell you something real quick. Um, so this lady at my job, uh, she said to me, uh, you look just like my son. Keep in mind this lady is a white woman. So I'm like, okay. I appreciate that. Why are you talking? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it's like, you look just like my son. Cause my son's name too is also Zach. I'm like, Oh, that's nice to know. All right, let's move oh, on. Snap. That's, that's what's up. Thank <laughs> you for choosing a great name. All right, let's have a good day now. And then she decided to spit these words. Like, you know, like you're just, you're just a little, like a couple shades darker and your, and your eyes a little bit more chinkier. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Why people are problematic? Too far. <laughs> too far. Too, too far. They don't and, have any filter. Until, <laughs> until they get popped in their mouth or they get charged up. <laughs> then they want to keep their racism at home. And I was looking at other <laughs> black people like, hey, you going to help me out here? Come on now. Like, nah, you, you got to hold it down. You got to be the example. <sighs> See, and that's whenever I get fired at my job because I'm the angry black man again. You nah, know. I bring it up to HR. Y'all have a diversity training and then And then all that will be, be squared good. away. Yeah. It's not like she's going to recover. I back. say start checking white people. That's not what we advocate here. I advocate it. <laughs> white people, mind your business. What we're advocating for is staying dedicated. That's what we advocate for. We advocate for I'm fathers. stay dedicated and check these white people. <laughs> enough is enough. Leave me alone. Nah, you don't have to leave me alone because I'm definitely going to chin check you. But anyways. Um, Nobody know... If we have an issue with the with the white kid walking around with the with the barefoot baby, 
We'll say something about it. Uh, Ain't no murmurs about it. <laughs> Put some shoes on your baby. I'm just going to let social media take over and just say, hey, you know, um, we're going to go ahead and just meme this, you know. But maybe not. We won't do that because <laughs> you yeah, won't I'm get not, famous. I'm not trying to be there. a meme. But I'm just saying, like, you know, that lady kind of like said something like on, on the side of her mouth. I'm like, come on. Like, you know, I can say something about this. And I did. You know, so we might have a diversity meeting about it later on. But I just, I was like, lady, like, you don't need to, like, you could have just said, you look like my son. Okay, cool. That's it. Now, they always got to make that last comment. What's that? What's that term called? Uh, backhanded compliments. Yeah. Reverse racism. Something like that along the no, lines. No, it's backhanded compliments. Backhanded they compliments. They try to give you a compliment, but it's really like has a has an undertone to it. Yeah, and I'm like, thanks, lady. Nah, I just don't want to be around you anymore. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I thought you were cool, but nah. you just you just lost. Don't trust them. You just lost some uh, cool points with me. Anyways, moving on. So I was saying that identity issue was like a big deal, especially since I'm like, you know, I'm like African and Filipino and both cultures are relatively, um, they're, they're definitely geared towards their own traditions. Now, um, and it's, it's just like, since I had an issue with that, like trying to figure out like which one which side do i fit more with like the africans or the filipinos now when i try each group it's just like filipinos say i'm too dark yeah, africans like, say I'm double not, minorities yeah though. i'm a diamond yeah and it's just like they don't accept me for who i am and i'm like what the hell so it's Aww. just and i'm not trying to get all <laughs> mushy on you but i'm just saying i'm saying <laughs> all this because because I'm, I'm saying all this because there are some fathers out there who are biracial and i just feel that like you should not let that thing right there be your excuse. You should not let yourself say, oh, I'm a black man in America and I'm always going to be viewed as a black, angry black man in America, which is what you said. And you shouldn't use that like, I don't think I'm fit to be a father. Because I mean, it's kind of too late. I mean, I get what you're saying. That yeah, is yeah. that is an easy yeah. cop out. But yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying that. It wasn't like, fit before you end up smashing. So it, yeah, I mean, she liked my long, like she liked my curls okay. and my <laughs> mahogany skin and everything else <laughs> don't get jealous justin because because mine was better anyway so um so last thing the last thing or a couple things uh that we're going to talk about is like what about um uh the fathers the mothers who are married to another man and you happen to you know how to explain your role with that guy like so, is it really necessary? I bear, I beg the question. Is it really necessary? Is it really necessary? It depends on the situation, though. Like, how good is y'all's relationship? If you Be don't have a relationship at all. If you don't have a relationship at all, there's really no point. You just, like, then it goes back to the whole idea of, like, I take care of my kid my way and you take care of yeah. our kid another way. It's just simple as that, you know. But it's... I just want it, in my opinion, I would want it to be an even, like if, like for me, it felt like I'm really cool with Amelia's mother. So there's no doubt about the fact that like, I still want to like talk to the guy in a civil way. Like, Hey, look, this is my kid. And you want a big, happy family. I mean, doesn't everybody? I don't think that's as realistic 
but I mean, it's not impossible. It's definitely not impossible. Yeah. I just, I mean, for for more times than not, if no, the mother of your child is embarked in another relationship, you're not going to be as equally yoked as the, the husband, the baby daddy and the husband aren't going to be on on equal terms. Yeah. So it's not going to be a big, you can make it seem like a happy family for the sake of the child. I get that all day, but do I need to be best friends or do I need to be cordial with the with the other guy? I don't think you should be best friends with the guy. Like he's not I don't think he's meant to be like your best friend. It's just like just like uh bro respect. Like, you know, guys respect the, like the code between two guys. Like I don't like him. Okay, if you don't like him then you don't like him. <laughs> but I'm just saying in my case like if you can get to that possible situation where it could be one big happy family, then that's fine. Like but So who has the conversation first? Who has the conversation? Who first? brings it up? Does the the ang- the newcomer step to you and say, "Hey, how do you want to go about this?" Or do you have to always step to them? Play it out. What's 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 happening? I would say, I mean, because clearly the guy knows that the woman has a child with you, so I think. He should be the one that should make that move. Really? Yeah. I don't like, I think because it's just, because eventually he's going to be like, look, dude, I'm going to be marrying this girl. I just want you to understand that I'm going, like, I was finding the most respectful people ever. I mean, but in in a legitimate scenario, nothing would really take place. It's just more of like, um. It's just more like nobody, like, you're not going to talk to the father. Yes. Or you're not going to talk to her husband about y'all's kid, right? Exactly. So that was my point. Is is this even necessary? I mean, it's nice to establish that idea. But, I mean, if it doesn't get there, then it doesn't get there. But if you can strive to get to that idea, then that would be great, in my opinion. I mean, you could talk about, like, you could touch and go and be done. And yeah, that's I would say it. touch and go and, and be done at best. But yeah. if not, you're because it sounds like hope. Because and I dreams. say this because it's like I wouldn't want my kids to come back to me and be like, "Well, um, I don't know, uh, Jeff." <laughs> sorry, oh, Jeff again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeff strikes again. Jeff is on my mind. No homo. But I'm just <laughs> saying that, like, if he came to me and said, "Hey, look, I'm dating your your girl." Then I'm cool with Dang, that. And I was your homie too. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> now you're dating your girl. Yikes. Oh man. That'd be horrible though. I mean, that's what's happening Even right now. Even if like E Man was to date my girl, I'd be like, hmm, mm, I don't know if I feel That's what's happening. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, let's just say Joe. Just to keep No, it's still Joe. No. <laughs> okay. So if it was Jeff. And you don't have a a good relationship with the mother, then by all means, like just say like, all right, um, this is what we are. Now, I was saying that like, if the daughter comes to me and says like, well, Jeff like told me like this is cool to do, and I'm like, no, this is what you're not going to do. That comes down to your relationship with your child, though. Yeah. So that aside. Right. I mean, granted, that, I mean, just it depends on age. I mean, some. At certain at younger ages, children are more influenced. Yeah. So, yeah, your your relationship might not necessarily be as as strong or as standard as you would want it to be. Yeah. You know, if you're dealing with a, a four or five year old, you tell them not to do something, and somebody else tells them they can do it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be confusing them. 
Yeah, and that's why I'm saying, like, as long as we come to some type of legitimate uh, action when it comes to discipline, then I'm cool with that. But, I mean, there should be some form of understanding that whenever you're disciplining this child, it's common sense that this is the way you go. So Common sense ain't common. Yeah, it's not always common to so, everybody yeah, else. This, but, this just sounds like a messy road to me. <sighs> But, I mean, but I get it. But I think there might be a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel. There, in my there's opinion. definitely a light, but yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta make it there. Yeah, a lot of obstacles. Yeah, there's a lot of obstacles. I mean, it just depends on on your situation, like altogether. So, I mean, just going back to what you said, like ghosts active with the mother, active without the mother. Like that's what it really is. So, I mean, if you're active with the mother, then there's really no guy involved, unless you're trying to, like, be that perfect. Like, we're here for our kid, go to our soccer games and all that jazz. And that's pretty much it. But I just say, <clears throat> try to explain your role to that guy. Like, I am the father. This is who I am. If you want to play your part, cool. If you don't, I understand. But, I mean, if you don't even talk, that's perfectly fine. As long as you, like, it comes down, like, the main person that should be explained to of your role is the child. Yeah. Without a doubt. Because at the end of the day, it does not matter whether if you establish some type of common ground with the man who is married to the mother, it does not matter. The main thing here is that it's the child that you need to explain the role to. And so that should, you know, you should put into play like discipline. Like I'm going to, you know, like same thing that we said to everybody else. Like I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to be at your soccer games. I'm going to, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And so that way they know, or for us, it's like she knows that I'm there. Like my dad is there for, for me all the time. Yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, the relationship with, with you and your child and your child, I mean, as as they grow older to really understand and take in what what you want your role to be. And that's really the embodiment of, of that time from inception it's like okay i've been working and i've been practicing to get to this point whenever your child understands it that's when it kind of comes into fruition so that's why it's so important to start so young and to kind of have those thoughts and to put them put the actions behind it because once your child understands it your child understands it so now with my daughter being 10 like me putting in all the time all leading up to it she understands that hey i'm the one who brought her into this world i'm the one who's always going to be here um yes she has a stepfather but that's exactly just what he is he's a stepfather uh it's any decision making comes between me and her mother so just to piggyback on the last topic essentially as far as no i'm not an advocate for having conversations with stepfathers it can go good or it can go bad i don't necessarily need to make that gamble my only relationship my only tangent essentially is with the mother anything i need to go through anything outside of that that becomes messy but the only person i have a direct line to is going to be the child's mother because we have a child together. There's certain things that we have to discuss and certain things that we have to see eye to eye on or don't see eye to eye. But anybody outside of that situation, grandparents, uh, aunts and uncles, step parents. Nah, I don't necessarily care for any of that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. But also, I mean, once you, once you have that conversation with your child and they understand that you don't care for all that either, then I feel like everybody becomes on one accord. Like your, your child has to understand, okay, you're going to, you're going to be there and you're, you either know your role. So you could be a disciplinarian, 
You could be a supportive one. Um, you Why can not be, all of them? Well, I'm saying like your your child understands who you are to them. So no one else can replace that. But that's the whole purpose of this is understanding what that role is, what parts you want to play. If you want to play all of them, great. If you only want to play a couple of them and the ones you want to focus on, like I know right now I'm going into a season where I have to be the educator. I have to focus on education. My child's going through a pivotal point of going from elementary to, to middle school, essentially, where school, the rigor changes. And I have to enforce the fact that school is going to be your only obligation. So that's my role right now. She understands that. And we're to continue to push the rocking. In a different season, I might be back to disciplinarian or I might be, you know, Alexia's uh, number one supporter in her extracurricular activities or, you know, her passions. It changes. But as long as I communicate it with her and she understands it, that is fruition from all my work from the beginning coming into true fruition of knowing my role. I know my role and now my child knows my role. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> me being a teacher, uh, there's some things that you kind of have to understand when you're trying to take care of children, if not, you know, just a mass of children at the same time. Like you kind of have to establish some type of routine with your child and understand that here are the rules and regulations. Here are your routines and procedures. Let's try to get that together. And then, of course, like if that does not work out, you have to monitor and adjust your your actions and like your plans with your child in order to get to a, a successful outcome with your child. So, um, I, and I understand where you're coming from because it's, it's like, I see this all the time in classrooms. And I, I think just to kind of like wrap this all up, like you kind of have to know, like, what is your role? You know, what do you want to be? You know, cause I was watching this, uh, short film, about this, uh, about this father and this daughter, and this daughter is like writing a note to her father, and you know they're just walking down the park and they're just chilling out, and you know he, he's taking her to school and everything. And what she says in the letter is like, "My dad is an awesome father. He's a hero in my life. He's the greatest inspiration. He's a support. However, he lies." Yeah. And and it, it and it goes into a deeper thing of like he lies about his job he lies about where he goes he lies about this and he lies about that but the whole thing about it is that like yeah it's it's kind of like a metaphor as like guys are treated in this manner of like you know like we're looked at as like bad like not bad people but like we're looked at as like bad influence to our kid because it's just like we're trying our best to be something more than what we can be. You know, we're trying to go above and beyond, but it's just like sometimes in life we stumble across these obstacles that are, that may be possible or slightly impossible to achieve. And, you know, we have to overcome those barriers. And so going back to my question is, what is your role? What do you want to be? This is a question for the audience. This is a question for the audience. <laughs> so to wrap this whole thing up, okay, to wrap this whole thing up, uh, like I said, what is your role? Do you want to be the ghost father? Do you want to be the active father, who, but not involved with the mother? Or do you want to be an active father who is who is involved with the mother? It's all up to you. Yeah. Know your role. Make a choice. The role is always constantly developing. 
But if you don't have foundation in something, then it's it's gonna be um it can change and it can tumble and it can break at any time. So yeah, figure that out. When you were talking, I was thinking about uh Lupe Fiasco. Go he ahead. say she say. Go ahead. It's one Br- of the, tell, tell us the greatest songs is looking at um the three dimensions of of a family. You know, looking at situations from the aspect of a child, aspect of a mother, and aspect of the father. So if you get a chance. Food and liquor. He say she. He say she say. Lupe Fiasco. It's a great he song. He say she say. Yes. Okay. Great song. Uh, we just had the 13 year anniversary of Food and Liquor. It's a great album. It's one of the classics. Oh, Lupe's yeah. close. In my, I say in my top 20. Oh, he's in my top 10. Um, it's iffy. Lupe can't be in top 10 if you didn't listen to the last album. I did listen to the last album. Okay. <laughs> so with that being said, um, just a couple of things for food for thought. Just think about those questions. Do you want, what role are you and you know, which category do you fall under? Uh, but typically, I mean, did you have any other comments that you want to say before we close? No, this whole let thing us, out? let us know your thoughts. Let us know which role that you've gone down. Uh, let us know the the fears that you have of n- going down certain roads. Exactly. Like, a lot of these roads are are not easy challenges. Right. No one's saying it's something that you come up with overnight, but let's talk about it. Follow us on all social mediums at Stay Dedicated. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Don't YouTube. hesitate, guys. Don't hate. Don't hesitate. Whatsoever. Yeah. Catch us in the comments. Leave leave the discussions and spread the word about it. So that's all we have for today. So look that. out for further further episodes. You can follow us on our personal mediums. I can be found at Just a Fiasco. And you can find me at, at Zach Ammons, one word. Zach Ammons. Z-A-C-H-A-M-M-O-N-S. Zach Ammons on any social media platform. Uh, but other than that, guys, thank you guys for listening to our show. And we'll catch you next time. Until then, stay, stay dedicated. dedicated.